Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right. Here we go. Friday afternoon. I, I know it's it's kind of tough. It's like a Monday after the Saints lose. We're going to talk a little bit about that today, but I am not going to let the Saints loss dominate our show today. We're just not going to do that. It's a nice day heading into another weekend. I've scoot on the air. We've got a lot to talk about. I'm glad you're there. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, thanks uh, to those of you who have been uh, listening all along since uh, Tommy Tucker this morning and then uh, Dave Cohen in for Neil Norman. Uh, again, we've got a lot to, to get to this afternoon, but right now, this is what you have to do. Reach over there and crank it up because this is what you have been working for. All right, it is a free-for-all Friday, and that means we can talk about anything you want to talk about. If there was something we talked about this week and you didn't get a chance to talk about it, today's your day to do it. The only uh, thing that we require on Fridays is that you try not to be too serious. Now, early in the show, we have a couple of more serious things to deal with, but then we're going to kind of... You know, relax as we do uh, every Friday. And if you think the show uh, sounds a little bit unorganized um, regularly, it's even more unorganized on a Friday. Um, Ian Hook is off, and Coleman is our studio producer. Good afternoon, sir. How you doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm as good as I can be after a very disappointing loss. You know, I was very confident yesterday the Saints were going to come out and win. When the score was 24-9, to 9, I thought, wow. Then, before long, it's 24-24. That is really impressive. And then the Saints defense just let the Jags go right down the field and score a touchdown. And poor Tyran Matthew, the honey bun, he just got totally uh, faked out. Uh, and the guy you know, ran for a touchdown. And the final score was 31 to, to 24. But even if the Saints had come back to win, I would have still been wrong about what I said yesterday. Because I thought the Saints were going to come out and they were going to be this cohesive unit and they were going to be just psyched and um, in sync and ready to play. That did not happen. And Derek Carr continues to just look like he's kind of lost sometimes. You know, after the game, Derek Carr said, you know, he, he was asked about the booze. And look, there were a lot of booze in the, in the stands last night. And I think that's okay. You know, if, if you spend money to support a team in any city, in any sport, and your team's not putting out a, um, a decent enough um, product, you have a right to boo. But Derek Carr says he doesn't hear any of that. And he said something to the effect of, I don't answer to any man. Meaning that he answers to a, a higher um, person, which is he's alluding to God. And I know that he's a, a, a devout Christian. I'm not being critical of that. But I think it's okay if, if um, I think it's okay if we use our God-given talent to be the best that we can be. And I, I, I'm just, I'm disappointed so far in, in, in Derek Carr. Well, yesterday, one of my predictions was that a groupie was going to score the majority of our points. And I think I got it right. I was two scores, that's six points, that's 12, and we had 24. So groupie scored, what, 14 points? The thing is, I don't like the idea 
that it, we, it's all on group. A lot of people say, well, yeah, he right. cost us this game and he missed a field goal last night and he missed a like very critical field goals. But the thing is, if if he wasn't if the Offense would just get into the end zone. Groupie wouldn't be in a position where the game all relies on him. And I, I like Groupie as a kicker, even though he's missed a few. He's still a rookie, in my opinion, and I think he has great potential. I think he's, he's, he's been carrying the team, in my opinion. You know, there have been those things, though, that, that the field goals that he's missed. He missed one last night. He barely got the extra point in. It, right. it, it bounced off the, the goalpost. So, you know, I, it's really interesting what happens. And, and if you talk to psychiatrists, they, they can tell you more about this than, than I can. But I, I know about this phenomenon. You know, if you, um, if you do something and you do it really well and, and there was no expectations and you just go out there and you do a great job with something and then – you start thinking about well, if 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 I if I did that good, then I'm just going to be better and better and better. And then also you put pressure on yourself to be better, and it's that pressure that he puts on himself to be better that might be causing him to choke in a few situations. I can completely understand that two scenarios. I, I watched this guy; he was this expert chef, and he had this way of cutting vegetables right really really quickly, like almost Guinness Book of World Records. But as soon as they put him in front of a camera to just to show. That he can yep. do it, he cut himself. I have a friend. <laughs> wow, he's he's great at bowling, strikes every time, but he can never get three hundred because it's that last up. You know when he's when he's about to throw that right. last strike to get to three hundred, he puts himself under pressure and he blows it. But as far as the game last night, one of the things that frustrates me all the time, and this with any sport, any team, I hate it when the teams celebrate when they're down. Like whenever they make a good, I understand excitement that they're I showing know. potential. And when Alva Kamara jumped into the stands, like, dude, come on, get back on the field. Wait, we're not there yet. I know yeah. we tied the game and it looks great, but I still didn't like that celebration at that time. I think it was the wrong tone, you know? Yeah, and I don't remember who it was, but I, I agree with you on that, Coleman. And, uh, I mean, I'm all for, for celebrating when it's when it's appropriate. But, you know, when you're down, it's like, you know, stay stay focused. I, I mean, be excited and celebrate, but you gotta you got to stay focused. And it just, there, there we were down 20. 24 to 9 and somebody made a stop in the backfield or something and 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 he was like making gestures like we just won the Super Bowl right. so you know I understand that but I really think that you know and maybe Derek Carr's the same way you know maybe the the, the pressure to to perform with all of the positive things that were being said about him you, you get in there and you put so much pressure on yourself to do good that maybe you don't do good because Derek Carr it first of all there were receivers who drop passes, and I wish the I wish the the pass was not to Foster Moreau. I, I wish we could hate the player that that did that, but we don't hate the guy. And I love the way the team is is uh, has got his back, and they're they're surrounding him and they're telling him, look, you know, it, we're all in this together. But that pass would have probably led to the Saints tying the score. When Moreau's on the sideline with his head down, do you yeah. think that was sweat or tears dripping from his helmet? I think it was tears. I mean, I, 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 I wasn't there. I think it was tears. I think he was just really, really upset that he let the team down. And, you know, the guy survived cancer. The guy is just a, 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 a great per- – it seems like just a great person, strong character, goes through this battle with cancer. Nobody would thought he would play in the NFL. He's in the NFL, and he just let that um, that moment pass by. The ball just went right through his, his hands. So it shouldn't have come down to that, but it but it did. And I guess what frustrates me is the Saints, with that comeback surge, if the Saints have the talent to come back, why don't they have the talent to, from the very beginning, play that kind of football? 
it's not like they don't have any talent at all. They have the talent, and they have the talent to come back and tie the game at 24-24, which was a miraculous thing to witness. So if they have the talent to do that, why don't they have the talent to do that from the beginning of the game? That's a question I have. I, I, look, I don't want to talk about this all day, but when we come back, I, I want you to hear what some of the players had to say after the game. And, you know, yesterday I, was, I, I felt so certain that based on what the players and, and Coach Allen had said after the loss to Houston, I felt like they were going to come out as a cohesive unit last night, and they did not. And, and I, I know that there are times that Derek Carr doesn't have time to throw the ball, but he did have some time to throw, and it looked like he was always throwing to, to people who were totally covered. To, uh, people, I mean, they were, they, there were defenders all over the people he was throwing to. And it's funny you mentioned that. This text says, Clichés didn't score any points. Body language didn't score any points. Referring I, to what you were saying yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I get that, and I didn't expect body language per se or clichés per se to to win the game for the team, but I interpreted how they were feeling, and and you know, you can stack up all the statistics, all the statistics you want when it comes to football or any sport, and you can't you can't determine a winner or a loser based on stats or based on what was done in the past, because emotion has such um, a, a major part to play in any sport. And, and we've seen, over time, we've seen many cases where a less talented team beats a better team in terms of talent because they have the emotion. And one thing that I think, as a fan, seems to be missing from the Saints is that, is that cohesive emotion. Some of the players might be emotional, but, but, but as a unit, they just... I don't know. It's 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 really frustrating. Also, a, a little bit later, um, well, actually, coming up pretty soon, we'll talk about domestic violence. Domestic violence is getting a lot of attention following the deaths of uh, three young children in a fire allegedly set by a father known for domestic violence. Yes, more needs to be done. And Mayor Cantrell has issued a statement on this about domestic violence. And uh, uh, Helena Moreno was talking about this uh, yesterday that, you know, some of these cases are not taken seriously and that needs to change. Also, Republicans can't figure out who the Speaker of the House should be. Is this revenge of the rhinos? It seems like it might be because, you know, the right wing radical, um, Matt Gates, he was the one who, who led the ouster of Kevin McCarthy and you know, it's kind of like the, the, the right-wing radicals are, are fighting the rhinos. And it's about time for the rhinos to seek revenge because there are more rhinos than there are right-wing radicals. Also, a conservative media outlet is going to produce a new Snow White to retaliate against woke Hollywood, uh, which they say continues to cast non-white people in roles believed to be traditionally white, like Snow White. And we had this conversation recently over The Little Mermaid. Does it really matter the, the, the skin color? Does it really matter the nationality, the heritage of the person playing a part in a fairy tale? We'll talk about that. And also the new Rolling Stones album, Hackney Diamonds, has been released. And we're going to share some of the uh, some of the cuts from it. All right, if you want to join us with a comment on Free for All Friday, the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. And let's go ahead and get this out of the way. We uh, dedicate this to the Saints. All right, when we come back, let's hear from some of the players after the game. And then, you know, I, I think we can let this go. You know, the team's got 10 days until the next game. 
fans have 10 days to, you know, kind of regroup and everything. And let's hope when they go to Indianapolis, they uh, they beat the Colts. Also, LSU's got a game against Army tomorrow night, and 23-ranked Tulane is going to host North Texas. I'm Scoot on the air. It's the beginning of the weekend, and we'll be right back on WWL. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. It is a great-looking Friday afternoon, a little bit warmer this weekend, and I know that pleases uh, many of you. Yeah, you know, some people don't like the cooler fall weather. I do, but not everybody's happy with that. So this is going to be a perfect weekend for for many of you. I'm Scoot on the air. It's a free-for-all Friday. I'm really glad you're uh, you're with us. Uh, Really tough loss, uh, Saints, last night. And the crowd started booing early. It just goes to show you how frustrated fans are. I mean, they're over it. They're just, they're frustrated. It's not over. The Saints are three and four. But we keep hearing about how the Saints are going to learn from these moments. Let's see what they learn. I mean, the Saints could end up in the playoffs. And there are people talking about getting the bags out. I, I went on live on my Facebook page, Scoot of the Year, last night right after the game. And some people commented, and you can join, join the, the group there and comment as well. It was really frustrating. It was frustrating that the Saints just came out and they just, it, it seemed so sloppy. And for most of the game, they really had Alvin Kamara stopped. And then I, there were times when, when, when Carr and receivers were not on the, the, the same page. There was one point when Kamara obviously did not read the, the blitz. And, you know, I did, like, I did enjoy seeing Derek Carr get angry get mad, get, frust- get frustrated to the point where he's, he's, he's passionate. And Alvin Kamara came over and, you know, kind of gave him um, a fist bump uh, on the, the, the sidelines saying, hey, I'm sorry, that was on me. Saints wide receiver Chris Alave had a pretty good game, but he said uh, this is frustrating and difficult. Yeah, it's frustrating, man. Uh, it's tough, but uh, we get a couple of days off and bounce back next week. Yeah, I know the team's going to love these uh, days off. Let's hope they um, use these days off to to reflect and and just you know they've got the ta- they had the talent to come back. Therefore, they've got the talent to do it. Why can't they apply that talent in the very beginning of the game? Derek Carr said, "It sucks right now." Look, it sucks right now. <laughs> you know, we're we're finding everything that sucks right now. We're going to point it out. We're going to call it out, and we're going to try and work on that to get better as leaders. And that's our job, you know, whether it's going really good or it's tough, you still got to be able to, you know, I say it before every game to the guys, we're not playing the scoreboard, we're playing against the standard. Yeah. And, um, you know, I like what he says after after every game, but uh, let's see how this uh, develops and grows. I, I know it's his first year with the, with the Saints, but, you know, he's a seasoned quarterback. And um, there was a time last night when, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, making notes during the game and I'm thinking, why isn't Jameis Winston going in? Derek Carr was having such a tough, tough first half. Why not try something different? 
I, there's there's no logic behind not trying something different when the only thing you have to lose is the game. And yes, I know Derek Carr was part of that big, big comeback, and that was awesome. But it shouldn't have come down to, to that. We shouldn't have been down 24 to 9. Saints coach Dennis Allen, um, well, he likes some things. Obviously, we didn't finish in the red zone as well as we would have, but, you know, um, if you're 50% in the red zone in the National Football League, you're going to end up being one of the better red zone teams. So there was some improvement there. And yet I still think there's some things that we can be better at. I mean, I think there are some opportunities there that, um, you know, we just we just missed on. So I think we're a lot closer, uh, but we're still not there yet. And we're going to keep grinding until we get there. Well, I like that attitude. Uh, Coach Allen um, says that they're going to use this uh, time. They've got 10 days before the next game. Yeah, there's a good little there's a good little reset here. I told the team in there, um, it's a good little reset, um, and so we'll reset and uh, we'll evaluate, you know, a lot of different things, you know, over the next, you know, four or five days, um, as we're starting to get into, you know, our next opponent, and um, we'll we'll figure out, you know, how we can, how we can play a little better and be more consistent. I think that's if I had one word to say, you know, in terms of where we're at, you know, as a as a team, it's just we're a little inconsistent. And so I'm going to remind you, it's it's not too late for the Saints to become more consistent. I mean, it's it's not too late. The Saints are three and four. That's not good, but it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the season. Alvin Kamara has been very outspoken, and he said the team last night just did not take advantage of some of the matchups. I think we left some opportunity out there, though. I think there's some matchups that we still kind of got to um, take advantage of. I think that's how we used to play. Like, we match up, match up ball. And um, it's tough because sometimes I feel like we're not playing match up ball. We're just playing. Kamara says that, you know, the players are frustrated. Fans are frustrated. He says, you know, we just got to find a way to, to be better. It sucks right now. Just... That was it. Everybody's frustrated. We got to find a way to win. We got to find a way to to. You know, be on the on the good foot, man. We sucks right now. Wow, I, I kind of figure out what was bleeped out there. Can you kind of figure that out, Coleman? Kind of know what was bleeped out there. I'd rather not repeat it. Yeah, well, we can't repeat it, but I, I think we kind of know. Uh, Kamara also said that um, you know there are recurring struggles with the team. It's not. It's it's not enough. Obviously, that's what we seeing. Um, it's not enough. We can't. We can't, we're finding it hard to start fast. I think we're finding it hard to maintain, to execute sometimes, and I think we find it hard to finish. Um, and that's kind of like the, that's like the glaring and, and reoccurring uh, thing, uh, reoccurring theme, so. Yeah, as I said, uh, some people uh, have been talking about uh, getting the bags out. You know, where's my bag? Give me a, give me a bag, I'm, I'm ready to put the bag on my head. You know, I never did that. I never put a bag on my head. And I think Saints fans in, invented that um, because there was a time when it was really embarrassing to be a Saints fan. I'm not embarrassed to be a Saints fan, and nobody should be embarrassed to be a Saints fan. Uh, but they just, you know, again, if the talent is there to come back from a 23-9 to 9 deficit, I'm sorry, a 24-9 to 9 deficit, then the talent's there to come out of the box and do what they were doing during that that comeback. But why why isn't why doesn't it happen earlier in the game? That 
that's what's what's frustrating to to all of us who are, are watching the Saints that have been following the Saints. But the Saints have time to regroup, and and at three and four, I, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not giving up on the Saints, and it certainly isn't time for the bags. You could have your feelings about the Saints, and I I look, I get your frustration, but what if the Saints do turn this around? I mean, there's a lot in place. Remember all the talk and. You know, I, I talked about this before the, the season. All of this talk about the Saints, and I've seen this happen before. The talk is the Saints are in great shape. The Saints have got the pieces in place. This looks like a playoff team. And a lot of people locally and nationally were saying that about the Saints. What the hell happened? You know, we win two games in the beginning of the season, and then we start losing. But if the talent is there, if the assessment is there, what happens? You know, and sometimes you, you, you wonder if maybe the Saints don't subconsciously start believing the media, believing all the hype about them. And I remember one year they were at Greenbrier, and there was so much talk about that Saints team. This is the team. This team is put together. This team has got all the pieces in place. They are going to make a run for the Super Bowl. And we had a terrible year that year. Those two things should not, should not happen. There shouldn't be a great prediction and great assessment of what a great team you have, and then the team falls apart. It seems to me like that is a psychological thing. That is more emotional than it is physical. Let's go to Ray, who's in New Orleans. Ray, good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, school? I'm good. I was just kind of calling with my comments about the game. Okay. One one thing that I found is is the quarterback car I'm talking about. Yeah. In other words, if you if you look at car, like if I'm throwing you a ball, a straight spiral is where I'm going after. I'm going right straight to you. Now I see the receivers going out. They in the end zone, and they're looking around for the ball. He throws the ball in the direction that they at, but it's not throwing the ball at him. And if you watch the way he throws a spiral, not everybody can throw a good spiral. It's a, it's a thing in your wrist to throw a good spiral, and he don't have that. And that's the way you got to go. In other words, you put a five-gallon bucket out there, like a fence distance, facing you. Can you throw that ball in that in that bucket? If you don't throw a space a straight spiral, it ain't going to go in the bucket. It's going to hit around. Well, in other I, words, I, I mean, I, I I don't see him as a winner for a quarterback. I put it that way. Now, that's just my opinion. Okay, right. You can look at the quarterback. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you had a chance to to, to call in. Uh, I've seen some incredible spirals by Derek Carr. And I've also seen some wobbly passes uh, get caught by receivers. So I don't, you know, I don't know if, if his, if the way he throws the ball, if the, the tight, if he doesn't have a tight spiral, if that has, I don't think that has anything to do with it. But um, I just, I know things could be better. And last night I was just so frustrated because he, he just, he threw into so much, he threw into so much traffic. And, and I mean, he was throwing to people who were totally covered. And then when somebody wasn't covered, maybe there was a, a drop pass. So, you know, there's just a lack of, of killer instinct with the, with the team. And you brought up earlier about trying new things with Jameis Winston. 
So throughout the game, I figured, all right, they're going to go with Carr. But when Carr went down those two times where it seemed like he had an injury, where he yeah. fell down to his knees, I thought right then would have been the perfect time to yeah. put in Jameis Winston. So it makes me wonder, it, did they have that much faith in Carr to stay in, or did they not have enough confidence in Jameis Winston to take Carr's place at that particular moment in the game? Because I thought that would have been the perfect excuse to let Jameis get some touches and see what he can pull off. I thought so, too. I, 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 Coleman, are you confused about this like I am? I, I mean, if, if the team is not winning, then the only thing you have to lose is the game. Why not try? Why is there such reluctance to try another quarterback? And I don't buy into this, oh, it's their ego. You know, these guys are paid millions of dollars. And if, they, if, they, if their ego can't take a little bump now and then, then that's on them. That's, that shouldn't be on the coach. Yeah, it seems pers- It seemed like it was like out of spite. I don't know why I got that fit. I'm quite sure it isn't. But when you have Derek yeah. Carr down on two knees and you're almost at the end of the game anyway, why not put Jameis in or anybody in at this point? Taysom Hill, you know, let him see some touches. So it makes me wonder yeah. why they still went with Carr after those, after he physically showed he was in pain. Well, and then when he uh, physically showed that he he wasn't he wasn't leading the team I, I, again, they 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 came back, and that was great. Tied the score twenty four twenty four, and then the defense just you know lets him lets the Jags go right down and 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 score again. It just very, very discouraging. If you want to join us with a comment, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. It is free for all Friday as we head into the weekend. Mayor Cantrell has issued a statement. This is um, following the, the, the tragic, tragic death of uh, three young children in a fire allegedly set by a father who's known for domestic violence. And the mayor says, and this is part of her statement, As I have said before, violence in our families and in our communities has truly become a matter of public health. The mayor is right about this. And I wonder if some of these cases are not taken seriously. Maybe because it's so common. You know, domestic violence is is so common that, that, that maybe it's not seen as that serious of a thing. I don't know. I, I, I can't explain it, but I know they're talking about uh, changing a protocol with, with 911 to try to um, maybe put a little more emphasis on domestic violence cases. And I think there's no doubt that in, in a lot of cases there is this dismissal, oh, it's probably not that bad. And, and we've seen cases where nothing is done and then something tragic results, something tragic that could have been prevented if something had been done, I mean, no guarantee, but maybe a better chance that something would have been, could have been prevented. This, um, this song from, I guess, the, the 50s, maybe early 60s, this song by the Crystals really does show you how things have changed. I want you to listen to the lyrics of this and think about what this song means in terms of domestic violence. What? He hit me, but it felt like a kiss. And you know, a long time ago, I don't think domestic violence was taken as seriously as it should be taken today. So, yes, a lot needs to be done, and I am so sorry. I am just so sorry that those three children had to die to bring this kind of awareness to domestic violence. But I'll do what we can with this show to not let this topic die and to keep this in front of the public and in front of the politicians because they need to follow through with this and not just address it now that the, the, the tragedy is hurting all of us and uh, just really follow through with uh, making, making things different. I'm Scoot on the air. Oh, coming up out of the break, um, I'm going to do another song from the uh, the Stones. It's, it's It was released earlier, but a single from the Stones album, Hackney, 
Diamonds, which has just been released today. And we're going to feature some cuts from it. One of the singles that's already been released is coming up next on WWL. All right, this was a, a single released um, a few weeks ago. It's from the Stones' new album, Hackney Diamonds, which has just been released today. And I'm really impressed with this music. Uh, I'm impressed with Mick Jagger. I'm impressed with the band. I'm, repressed, I'm impressed with new stuff that sounds like the Stones, but it, it's also a little different. So um, uh, throughout the show today, but especially in the 3 o'clock hour, we're going to share some some more tracks from the uh, Stones' new album, Hackney Diamonds. It's free for all Friday. I'm Scoot on the air. Let's go to Jim in Mandeville. Jim, good afternoon. Hey, Scoot. Hey, Jim. Uh, I just want to let your listeners know we are going to have a free kid safety fair uh, tomorrow from 11 to 1 o'clock at the Veterans Park, which is right next to Kenner City Hall. And there'll be free food and free drinks and giveaways and The police department will be there, the fire department. There'll be a martial arts demonstration and a lot of people talking to the kids about safety and things like that. Uh, We've done it several years in the past. We had a great turnout. And just want everybody to know if they get a chance, be there for 11. We'll end at 1. Listen, I think it's great that you you do that. And it's talking to the kids and and their parents about uh, safety issues. Right. It's all safety issues. And entertainment and games for the kids. Oh, good. Uh, it's something they really love. Uh, we don't know if the police are going to have their uh, fingerprint kits out there and DNA kits. They have in the past. They may this time. I'm not sure. But uh, it's very beneficial for the kids and really for the whole family. You know, the other thing that's good about that, Jim, is that it, it, it starts to develop a, a relationship and trust between um, young citizens and, and the police. Because, you know, you, you have to have this, um, this trust and faith in, in law enforcement. Absolutely. And and that starts when they're very young and some of the kids are very young and then they have some older kids, you know, all the way up to teenagers and they'll see the uh, relationship that can be developed between these groups. All right, Jim, good luck with that. And uh, thanks for calling in. I'm glad you had a chance to talk about that. Let's go to Shelmette and Kevin, you're on WWL. Good afternoon, Kevin. Hey there, Scoot. How you feeling, bro? I know the Saints lost, but it ain't nothing nothing too big. I just I'm good. I just wanted to. I just wanted to say, as far as accuracy goes by a quarterback, his passes, well, uh, it can't, accuracy cannot be taught. You either got it or you don't. Yeah. Now, Tua, Tua Tagliavoli, the Dolphins, I've heard him say he has Drew Brees, Peyton Manning-type accuracy. Well, I, I, you're right. I don't think that's anything that can be taught. You either have it or you don't. I guess in addition to, to that, it's also about the decision to throw the pass. You know, it's not only about accuracy, but it's about the decision that you make to throw the pass to that particular person. And what I saw a lot last night was Derek Carr was throwing to people who were totally covered. And look, you got to give the, the secondary of the Jags um, some, some credit because they, they did a good job. Um, and then there were some passes that were, you know, thrown to nobody. And we've, you know, we've seen that a little bit. I just, I didn't expect to see that from, from, from Derek Carr. I hope it gets better. Um, and, and if he really applies himself, and I know, I know, I feel like he does, but I don't think there's any reason to believe that he can't get better. Uh, in Jefferson Parish, Smitty, you're on WWL. Hey, Smitty. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? That's good. Good. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, what I was listening to y'all was talking about the uh, the 400 officers that all these parents, you know, they're short right now. And uh, my question is, okay, 
you got Jefferson Parish, you got Chalmette, I mean Saint Bernard. Since this short four hundred, why not, you know, the, the nearest parishes, you know, just kind of fill that void until they're able to uh get the uh the numbers that they need. You know? I mean if crime is if crime is what we trying to solve the crime problems of nine one one, why everybody can't just work together and get that done? Smitty, I think it's a good uh, question. I think there are logistics in, involved in that, and I know there's uh, uh, territory that gets involved in that, but it doesn't make sense if you have more officers in one place. The, the, the goal should be let's fight the criminals. And if we've got a deficit in one place and a surplus in another place, I know it's complicated uh, technically to, to, to share those, those officers but I think we should figure out a way to do that if it all if it's at all possible. All right. Um, so the Republicans are still figuring out who can be the Speaker of the House. Uh, Jim Jordan failed on a third ballot. This could be revenge of the rhinos because these right wing radicals think that, you know, they own the Republican Party and the rhinos need to to, to speak up and say, no, uh, you don't. Rhino, the acronym for Republican in name only. Rhinos have the numbers over the right-wing radicals. And so Jim Jordan, you know, lost again, and this could again be the revenge of the rhinos. So um, we dedicate this song to Jim Jordan. Yeah, he was so, so confident for so long about being the, uh, the tough guy on the radical right uh, side of the Republican Party, and not everybody likes him, and I think it's good. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. On the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture Calendar today, we wish a happy birthday to Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg, 52 years old today. I can hear what somebody like uh, Eric Cartman would say. But, Mom, if marijuana's so bad, why is Snoop Dogg still alive? I mean, seriously, I mean, if marijuana's that bad for you, how did Snoop Dogg live to be 52? Sometimes these rock stars kind of defy... Um, Defy what we want the message to be. All right, here's a, a text that says, Scoot, at the last minute, I decided not to sell my Saints ticks uh, last night, and my two daughters uh, went to the game. Not sure what section you sit in, but my daughters were surrounded by Jag fans who, by the end of the game, were ridiculing our fans with expletives. It gets old. Not sure what uh, you based your good feeling about the game on. But it must not uh, be what's happening uh, on the field. Your thoughts? That's from Pat. Yeah, Pat. I look. I admit I was I was wrong. I was totally wrong. The the, the Saints really convinced me that they were going to really be ready to go and be more of a cohesive unit, and that simply did not happen. I'm impressed with the comeback to tie the game at 24-24, but I'm not impressed with the uh, with the outcome. Um, as far as the expletives go, yeah, it's uh, it's a shame when fans do that. I I hear Saints fans. A shout out expletives all the time, and they're usually drunk AF. I'm Scoot. Free for All Friday continues on WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 